Time to get the brooms out because Northwestern just swept up the Badgers. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome in. This is Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. You even got the shirt on today, so I'm repping the uh, Locked On brand. But thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every single day. We really appreciate it. We're available wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find us. We are also on YouTube, just search Locked On Northwestern. You can find us there, uh, wherever you're listening. Make sure you are subscribed and you turn on notifications. You don't want to miss an episode. Uh, today's episode is coming out a little bit later. I'm your host, Carter Bird, by the way. Uh, coming out a little bit later, uh, caught up with some stuff, uh, unable to get recording until late this evening. But uh, let's let's jump into this episode. First things first. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's dive into this. Northwestern. Coming against uh, Wisconsin, and, uh, you know, things have not been the prettiest the past couple times out for Northwestern. They were, were coming up on this, what, sixth game in 13 days, became the everybody's favorite talking point about this going into this matchup with uh, the fact that the eight-day COVID pause had jumbled up the schedule, a lot of rescheduling, a lot of condensed timelines Well, Northwestern got rolling coming out of the COVID pause, reeled off three straight wins, including a home win, 66-63 at home against Wisconsin. Then they went on the road, uh, took out Nebraska 78-63 on the road, came back home and uh, put it on Minnesota 81-61. It really could have been way worse than that. Then, as the second week of that condensed timeline roll, rolled around, they went on the road to Iowa, and Iowa kind of got after them. Iowa shot the lights out and uh, really distanced themselves late in that one and cruised to an 86-70 victory. And then, of course, they got Michigan in a game where they were, I believe, favorites, like two-and-a-half-point favorites. You felt like it's a great opportunity to come back home against a Michigan team that had been struggling. And... um Grab a huge, huge win. Instead, they got dominated. There's just no way around it. And it was the one of the ugliest games we've seen Northwestern play all year. I would say it's the ugliest 40 minutes of a game that we've seen them play since Pitt. Um, the whole game reminded you a little bit, uh, or well, really that second half reminded you a bit of the first half against Ohio State where uh, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. It felt like they did not realize that um, Hunter Dickinson was the best player on the court for Michigan. 
And that really left a bad taste um, in your mouth as as an observer as they dropped that one 68-51 at home to a Michigan team that I guess was more desperate. And uh, part of it could have been fatigue. Part of it could have been uh, lack of prep time. I mean, this team had basically been playing every two days. That affects their ability to get ready for a game, to uh, – get a scout together to watch the film, to know what their assignments are, but they should have had at least some idea because of the fact that they had played Michigan a couple weeks prior. But I'll tell you what, you weren't feeling great with, with the road trip to Wisconsin um, because of the fact that you dropped two in a row and they were by 16 plus each uh, against some teams that I think you were competitive with. I think you are, on a similar level with, and you just won one game, you got outshot like crazy. Uh, the other one, you just, it just never felt like you were really competing in the game, to be honest with you. Um, but this was the, the sixth game in 13 days, big opportunity to go on the road, get a huge road victory in the big 10 stay, continue to, um, stay above 500 in conference play had fallen to, I believe, six and five in conference play going into that matchup. Um, this was an opportunity to keep them from falling down to the 500 level. Um, but you didn't feel great about it. I think there were uh, slight underdogs in this one, but um, they showed up and they kind of showed that they were up to the challenge. And uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a second. But first, Let's talk about our friends from LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn. Dot com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Also, thank you for making locked on Northwestern your first listen every single day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast locked on college basketball, everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right. So when this game tipped off, um, you really were interested to see where Northwestern was at mentally because of the way that the previous two games had gone. It would have been really, really easy to just pack it in and say, hey, you know what? We're going to split these six games on short rest, three and three. We're going to go three and oh in the first week, and we're tired in week two. We're going to go 0 and three in week two, uh, two of those games being on the road, uh, one of those being at home against Michigan. But you know what? The team showed up and they brought the energy. Um, they built a lead there in the first half, uh, playing good defense, making life difficult on this Wisconsin team. Uh, built up a lead as as high as about eight points in that first half. And you felt really, really good about it. Even when Wisconsin cut it to one, Northwestern extends it back out to five, and you watched this team in that first half. You watched a guy like Brooks Barnheiser, who late had phenomenal effort, saving basketballs, getting offensive rebounds, um, it was encouraging. It really, really was. As you watch this team get rolling, um, he he's, his numbers aren't going to, I guess, jump off the page in the first half. One of two shooting, two points. But he got five rebounds. Uh, and he wasn't the only guy who was playing or having an impact in the game. Chase Audige had six points, uh, three rebounds, and a block, a couple assists. Uh, Boo Booey, five points, one rebound, two assists. Um, there were guys out there just figuring out a way to kind of scrap and claw and make plays. I mean, Matthew Nicholson, two of two from the field, four points, couple boards. Uh, he had an assist and he had two steals. You will take that type of production out of him. Uh, one of my favorite finds by this Northwestern team, uh, Nick Martinelli, Martinelli in this staff or in this run, with Julian Roper being banged up um, here recently, he got out there. He hit some shots. All in all, in the first half, you don't. It doesn't blow you away. The numbers don't. Uh, you shoot forty three percent from the field, twelve of twenty eight, uh, two of nine from three, twenty two percent, and you only get one free throw attempt, uh, and it was missed by Martinelli. But what you do a great job is you do a great job playing defense. You hold. A Wisconsin team that can be really good from three. They were solid. They're four of 13, uh, but you hold them to nine of 24 from the field, 38%. They go to the free throw line four times. They only make one of them. And um, you had a chance to go to half up five. Brooks Barnheiser, after making a series of phenomenal effort plays, he uh, took a shot too soon on offense rebound. He could have held for the last shot. But he he shot a mid-range from the elbow with about 10 seconds left, and it allowed Wisconsin to get going the other way and get the buzzer beater layup to cut it to a 26-23 lead at half. But you had to feel pretty good. You were winning the battle in the paint. Um, you were winning really fast break points. Uh the bench get was winning six uh six to two on the um on, on bench points as well, you were better per possession than Wisconsin was by over a tenth of a point. You were playing very efficient, uh, or not more efficient basketball, not very efficient basketball. Uh, and you were on the road against a solid Wisconsin team um, 
with a lead, which is always huge in the Big Ten. Come out in the second half, and you go right back to work extending that lead. I think that you get it back to eight uh, in the first six minutes of the second half, and then it just became a battle of trying to sustain that lead. Wisconsin chipped away. They kept chipping away. Um, but, you know, you were able to to hang on um, for most of that second half without it getting too scary. It got scary at the end, uh, at the end of the half. But, again, none of the stats are going to blow you out of the water. Leading score for Northwestern in the second half um, was, I believe, Boo Booey, who had eight points, uh, two of five from the field, four of five at the free throw line. Uh, but you you continue to get guys who made their impact elsewhere. You got Ty Berry with a big steal, uh, Nicholson with a big block. There were some some foul trouble issues, but you were able to maneuver around it. Brooks Barnheiser gave you six points in the second half, a couple more rebounds and an assist. Um, it really was it was a great team effort. You only shot. 17 shots in the second half. You made nine of them for 53%. Um, You win the battle on the boards. Uh, They got some offensive rebounds that you would have loved them not to get, but you go two of six from three, 33% in the second half. Get to the free throw line 12 times. You hit eight of them. Like that'd be a little bit higher, Uh, but you were still better than they were. They were 10 of 26 from the field, 38%, five of 10 from three. That's where they made it interesting was Connor Asesian. He got hot. Uh, Chucky Hepburn, he shot it well from 3-2 in that second half. He went 2-3, of um, and he had 12 points in that second half. But you got enough defensive pressure on him in key spots to make him uncomfortable, and I thought that was something that was very key. Uh, Wisconsin did not shoot the free throw well at all in this game. They only got to the line seven times in the second half and only made four of them. So for the game, they were five of eleven um, from from the charity stripe, which turned out to be huge in a game like this, um, where it is a two point game at the very end. Not an efficient game for these teams. Uh, Twenty one of forty five for Northwestern, forty six point seven percent. You'll you'll take that to be honest. Uh, four of fifteen from three, not great. Twenty six point seven percent. Wisconsin. Struggled from the field, 19 of 50, 38%. They were good from three, though. Nine of 23, uh, 5-11 from the free throw line, though, is not going to win you a lot of games in the Big Ten. But Northwestern was able to hang on to the victory, able to sweep, to go on the road um, in the Kohl Center and get a 54-52 win, and that is about as big of a result as this team has managed to get all year long. Um, and anytime you're able to pick up a road win in the, in the Big Ten is huge. Now, if this Northwestern team can continue to defend home court, you like your chances about how this season's going to ch- shape out. Uh, just some other stats to kind of keep an eye on in this one. Points in the paint, Northwestern wins at 26-20. Uh, Wisconsin wins points off turnover uh, as Northwestern, one of the few games where they – Turn the ball over more than their than their opponents. Wisconsin outscored them fourteen to eight on turnovers. Second chance points ten to four in Wisconsin's favor as uh, they grabbed one more offensive rebound seven to six for the game. 
Fast break points, Northwestern eight to Wisconsin's four bench points. And this is a key, key one for this game. 18 bench points for Northwestern to just four from Wisconsin. So, you know, when you look at the final stat lines of a stat line of this game, Northwestern, just two guys in double figures, boo booey, 13 points, four of 10 from the field, one of five from three, uh, four of five from the free throw line, uh, three rebounds, four assists, three turnovers, uh, chase Audige, 11 points, five of 13 from the field, one of three from three, seven rebounds, three assists, two turnovers and a block. Um, but you look at a guy like Brooks Barnheiser, three of five from the field, 8.7 boards, two assists, one block, one steal. That kind of effort, it doesn't jump out, but it turns out to be absolutely massive in a game like this. For Wisconsin, you had to withstand um, two guys, really. You had Connor Asesian, who was 5'11 from three, 5'14 from the field, 15 points. Uh, he had four rebounds, um, but he really got after you there for a little bit from three. He found ways to get open, and he made his shots. Chucky Hepburn, uh, similar from three, three of five from three, two of two at the free throw line, but just six of 15 from uh, the field. So just three of 10 on his two-point shots for the game. You survive 32 points from those guys because there's not much production anywhere else. Uh, the next leading scorer had six points. But Northwestern able to get the 54-52 victory. Absolutely huge to finish that run of six games in 13 days, four and two. Absolutely huge. Uh, we're going to talk about what this does for this Northwestern team. Uh, here in just a second. But first, we got to talk about our friends from Built Bar. You looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of that fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. Uh, we, we've all, we all went through the holidays, and we know that everybody kind of has that goal to eat a little bit healthier this year. And, you know, if you're like me and you're looking to do just that and you don't want to compromise taste, then you got to go find yourself some Built Bars. You got to try them. Uh, with Built Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you, but they are. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure exactly how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're, they are 100% healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to the nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're in Sam's Club, run in and grab yourself a 13-bar box uh, of our new hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later, but that's one thing you got to do. You got to put that on the, the to-do list the next time you go by Walmart or Sam's Club. You got to go try yourself some built bars. 
Also, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So with this win, we know that Northwestern is sitting, uh, I believe, at a, hang on, it's pulling up for me, a 16-7 and record, 7-5 and in conference play. So they continue to scrap it out near the top of the league. Um, but when you look at where where they stand in the conference, they are tied for third, a four-way tie, or actually more than that, apologies, Iowa, Maryland, Northwestern, Indiana, Michigan, and Illinois, a six-way tie for third place. They're all one game back of second place. Rutgers is 8-4 and four in conference play, uh, and they are one game up on Michigan State at 6-6, six and six, uh, with Wisconsin and Penn State kind of lurking there at 5-7. and seven. But um, look, they've exceeded all expectations this year. They were not expect. They were picked what thirteenth in the league, I believe, in preseason. Well, now as we sit here, Joe Lenardi has not updated his bracketology, but this is where they sit. And just some bracketologies to give you an idea. ESPN Joe Lenardi on on uh, February third, so before the game, uh, had them as one of the last four buys in the tournament, a ten seed in the West region, uh, matched up with seven seed San Diego State. Uh, their two seed, if they were to beat San Diego State, would be Arizona out there in Sacramento. CBS, Jerry Palm, 10 seed in the South. He updated that this morning, uh, matched with seven seed Providence. Uh, the two seed would be Tennessee, who, if you watch their game on Saturday, don't look that tough. Might like Northwestern in that region. Uh, up there in or over there in Greensboro, North Carolina. In the net rankings, Northwestern is now sitting at 52 in the net rankings. Four and four in quad one, three, two and three in quad two. Is that Michigan loss? Was a quad three loss, has now moved to quad two. Uh, three and oh in quad three, seven and oh in quad four. Uh, they have the number 79 strength of schedule in the country and the number 283 non-conference strength of schedule, which is, I feel, I feel like is one thing that is holding them back a little bit. Uh, in the Kim Palm, they're number 58 in the Kim Palm. They updated from when I looked at them within five minutes. So somebody lost and moved down because they were 59. Now they are 58. Um, they're number 97 in adjusted efficiency on offense, number 34 in defensive adjusted efficiency, projected record of 19 and 12, 10 and 10 in conference play. Team rankings right now has them an, as an 11 seed in the uh, NCAA tournament, number 45 in their S-curve, S kind of where they just map out uh, all of your seeds in order, basically. Um 49% chance of a tournament bid right now, a uh, 2% chance of an auto bid, projected record of 19 and 12, 
most likely seed is a 10 seed in the NCAA tournament. I think if they go 19 and 12, it gives them a 27.5% chance of making the tournament with that record. But this Northwestern team is going to have some work to do as you look um, at the upcoming games. I mean, it's going to be challenging. You have um, this road game at Ohio State. Then you come home and you get back-to-back home games against number one, Purdue, and number 18, Indiana. Then you get Iowa in a rematch of that one. Um, That's going to be a really difficult home stretch, but then you're back on the road on three of your last four at Illinois, at Maryland, Penn State at home, and at Rutgers. It is going to be a challenge in these final, what is it, eight games for this Northwestern team to handle business and make the tournament. But there are some huge opportunities to pick up some massive, massive, massive quality wins in the Big Ten. I mean, you look at the fact that uh, you have a Purdue team that's top four in the Ken Palm. you got a Rutgers team that's top 15. Indiana, top 20. Maryland sitting there at 22. Illinois at 25. Uh, Iowa at 32. All of those teams are on this home stretch. The worst team on there, I do believe, is Ohio State on the road. Uh, or No, actually, that's not true. Uh, Penn State, number 52 uh, in the second-to-last game of the year. And then even Ohio State is 35th despite the 11-12 and 12 record. There is a ch- great opportunity here to pick up a bunch of quality wins. It's going to be challenging. Kim Palm does not love the individual matchups right now. It has Northwestern going two and six down the stretch. Uh, I think they go better than that, to be honest with you. But a great opportunity. You need to view it as it's not necessarily um, horrific. The schedule. It's not. It's not terrible. It's not. You're not in trouble. You view it as an opportunity. It's an opportunity to build the resume and get that seeding up, up, and up and uh, see if you can scratch out a pretty good seed here in the Big Ten tournament. That's going to do it for today's episode. I think we will uh, probably do an episode tomorrow on the Ohio State matchup because that is what they have coming up on Thursday, a rematch after a poor showing against them earlier this year. Um, But all in all, great way to finish this uh, six games and 13-day stretch. This team should be a little bit more rested by the time they get to Thursday when the game is. Uh, but I think tomorrow will be a great opportunity to break down that matchup. Um, appreciate you making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every single day. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. You can find us there. Um, wherever you're listening, make sure you're subscribed. Subscribe. You don't um, and you. You don't want to miss an episode. Uh, Make sure you're subscribed and you have notifications turned on. Uh, I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can follow me on social media at CarterBird13. And I'll see you all next time.